Hang in there, idiot. Smiley Kaufman for 61. Wow. I'm Smiley Kaufman, and this is The Smiley Show. Well, Smiley, uh, A1 of the Ryder Cup is in the books. Europe leads six and a half to one and a half. The Team USA managed to lose one and a half points on the 18th hole. Uh, I'm at a loss for words, so I'm just going to read you a few words from some other people here. This is from Justin Ray Golf. This is the first time the United States has not won a single match in a day at the Ryder Cup. Uh, This from Zach Johnson. Despite the scoreboard, I'm still extremely proud of what they've done. And this finally from Brooks Kepka. I mean, I want to hit a board and pout just like John Rahm did. But, you know, it is what it is. Act like a child. But we're adults. We move on. Uh, <laughs> I um, you know, listen, we, we talked about this in the lead up to the Ryder Cup, how this Europe team momentum had built. You know, we think they were, we thought they were going to be a lot better than maybe people were getting credit for. But just looking at today's result, what from today made you say I saw that coming? And what made you say, I completely did not expect that? Well, I felt like Matthew Fitzpatrick and Tyrrell Hatton had to play well for Europe to really take it over the edge to where they could really win and not only win, but win kind of going away. And we've kind of been talking about the form of the Europeans coming into this, where Luke Donald's lineup was way more easier to pick. I felt like their players were playing better. And the United States team... To me, it just seemed like there were way more question marks about who was playing well. And I just felt like at the top, you know, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy and and Victor Hovland. I didn't see any of those three guys playing bad. Where if you go to the top three of the U.S. and I would have probably picked Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay and, and Xander Schauffele. I mean, there was arguments there that I mean between the Europe side and the U S side that definitely the Europe side would have had the advantage, Victor Hovland being potentially the best player in the world, the way he's played. And, you know, I I will say they got some really strong performances from, from the back half of their lineup, you know, Sepp Straka and and Shane Lauer. We talked about their match in the foursomes going into the day, how a lot of people kind of didn't really see um, those two guys, why they were on the team or necessarily just them having a big week where they, they took care of business and, it it was really odd walking out there the entire day and really until the late afternoon, there was no red on the board. It just, the crowd was going nuts. It was an incredible atmosphere. I mean, the, the fans were just insane. Uh, my feet hurt, uh, but <laughs> my ears hurt too. I mean, it just, it was, it was quite the scene. Yeah. I mean, and the red that was on the board in the afternoon eventually all went away at the, at the very end of the day. Uh, I do obviously want to get to Team USA and unpack what happened there. But let's start with a European side that played fantastic today. You had Victor Hovland twice in your first match. You had Victor Hovland, Ludwig Aberg defeating Max Homa and Brian Harmon four and three. Then you had the Hovland Hatton match that ended in a tie between with uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. So of the four guys today that just kind of you know, played out of their mind in a lot of ways. John Rahm, Victor Hovland, Ludwig Aberg, and Nikolai Hoygaard in his debut. Who impressed you the most? Uh, I didn't get to watch Nikolai Hoygaard. He was in. Um, he was playing with that's John right, Rahm right. in the match course, behind yeah. me. Uh, I did get to see Ludwig play, and I saw Tyrrell Hatton play with with Victor Hovland. But I saw Victor play both matches, and Victor was he was stupid good. I mean, some of the, he just never really was offline with any shot all day. Just absolutely striped it. His chip in on the first hole of the Ryder Cup was the dirtiest chip shot ever. I, I got it was the first call of the Ryder Cup and we get to the green and I'm thinking like it's an obvious putt. Like nobody's chipping that. 
and he gets a wedge out. I'm like, what is he doing? I was like, this is like, this is not like, I'm really shocked he got the wedge out. And then it literally rolls in like a putt. I'm like, this guy is a totally different animal. Like he wouldn't have done this two years ago. He would have been freaking out if he had to chip that. Isn't it amazing how far he's come? Like this Vic 2.0 that has such an incredible short game. No, it's, it was, it was silly. And, uh, he really, um, the first three holes just kept the momentum on their side. They won the first two holes in the foursomes. And then he hits this chip on the third hole that would have gone by, but it hits the pin and goes to a foot. And really just, he was carrying Ludwig through the first five holes and which is hard to do in a foursomes deal. But like, he really like Ludwig did not look good early and he was scraping a lot of iron shots. And then Ludwig started making some putts and then he started driving it really well with the driver and it was that combination was like it was lethal because aberg was 45 yards past Harmon because they were hitting on the same holes and max played really well like he he looked awesome out there but just i thought the the distance advantage b- between the two that was really i thought what separated um that foursomes match and then in the afternoon i thought hatton he looked you know not he looked good he, he didn't really ever get out of position. He drove it pretty well. He didn't necessarily get crazy hot with the putter, but he's just such a solid rock. You know, he's, he's just such a solid player. He was never out of a hole, which in that format, you know, Jordan was out of most of the holes in the back nine. It felt like he just totally lost steam on the back. Yeah. And, and just for the match, you did not catch. I mean, Hoygaard made five birdies on the front nine to really kind of hold that team steady. And then Rom, of course, Eagles, the 16th and 18th holes. Hoygaard made five birdies on the front, five birdies on the front. Wow, he, pl- he was he was so impressive. Honestly, coming off of the morning matches, I was curious how he was going to play in relation to what Aberg did, but was equally, if not more so impressed wow. with what he did alongside they're be Rom. Tough to beat. So, I mean, they're obviously, they're, so tough they're to getting beat. their they're getting their butts kicked the U.S. <laughs> right now, which well, I'm. I was on three and a half to what was it? Uh, no, I was two and a half to one and a half in the morning session. And you said three and a half to uh, no, two and a half to one and a half I U.S. Way. way. Yeah. So US at least way. I was on the European side. I kind of felt <laughs> yeah. European momentum. I, you know, really that the afternoon, just not getting anything out of it. You know, they had three matches. So lose a like point and a half win. on 18. I mean, that's crazy, right? I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't, I, it's just unbelievable. If they I mean, just put on 18, it was a joke. Like, they just, just put, a joke. Victor's put on 18. Rom's putt on 18 Hadn't and then to yet. finish it up with Wyndham hitting a whatever 330 yard drive center of the fairway and then blowing it right into the spectators and and then from there chips it I mean like Wyndham was tailor-made setup should have had an easy birdie maybe even an eagle look oh really and and then and and then it mm. ends up with Max so I think Max I saw, I saw Rosie's putt Max hit his drive right on 18 then kind of hit a, a a punchy kind of shot out of there that ended up just in the first cut of rough and hit a wedge in and had a putt, you know, maybe two feet longer than Rose's that barely missed. And, and, that, and obviously makes a five Rose makes a four and, and, you know, they rescue half point. I mean, where on the, on the USA side, where do you go from here? Because I mean, um, I, I think, I think, you know, it's like, it's a question of who are you benching? Are you going to try some new pairings? Are you going to go back to some existing ones and hope those guys figure it out? I, I just don't know who you can really. The only guy I'm leaving the day saying I can count on him is Justin Thomas, which is crazy to think from where we started with people questioning him as a pick. I mean, he literally played two against one against the hottest player in the world in Tyrrell Hatton and rescued a half point for, for team USA. What are your thoughts on just where you um, go? You know, I, 
I didn't love the pairings they sent out in the morning, and mm-hmm. I thought they got the pairings right in the afternoon for the most part, and really were primed to take advantage of it. I thought all the best players you know, that were in the most form were playing in the afternoon and they just weren't able to capitalize it on 18, but definitely started catching a little bit of that momentum back. And, you know, was it, do they have the right team? That's where everybody's Mm. heads are at. When you see, you see the scoreboard, was it the right lineups? Mm -hmm. Is European team just better? And I think it's a little bit of everything because, I think the lineups could be could have been picked better. I think the team maybe could have been just a little bit better. But, you know, for a guy like JT to go out and play as well as he did, I think that was um, it was really it was really cool to see that because honestly, he 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 played awesome. Um, it was really impressive. Just didn't quite get the putter going. And if he just would have he made a couple of key putts, 15 so was give huge. him give him 16 credit. Man. Was, 16 was just, you know, just that give one. That, but yeah. 100%. Um, I know we got to get you out of here. I just have a quick one on the course. A lot of people were talking about the setup, but I want to ask you about the greens. They have bent grass greens here at Marco Simone. It looked like in that morning session, they, they confused a lot of guys. Like they actually got Haddon on camera saying these effing greens are so bad. <laughs> and then we had, we had, you know, just Rick, slow. Ricky looking confused. Matt, so, so just slow, nothing to it that would be tricky other than the speeds. To me, like, a little slow and honestly, like maybe a tick of grain as well. Hmm. And then you have a, a ton of competing uh, slopes on the green. So your eyes get deceived based on what slopes you see. So there's a lot of there's just not a ton of usable area on the greens because there's so much slope coming off the edges or off the middles of the green. So I think that confuses a lot of guys and saw tons of guys come up short on putts. You know, the players that putted the the best were the ones that were the most aggressive, but it was you almost have to convince yourself to hit hit it harder. And, and it's just very unusual for, um, you know, just for those guys. But, you know, whether it's I, I think we go back to form, I think we go back to let's go to the BMW championship mm-hmm. where all of the European tour players played. They all made the cut. And JT was the only guy to really play a couple weeks ago in Napa and Max. And I thought JT and Max and Scotty looked the best today. So between those three guys, you know, you you have to wonder, it's like, should there have been more guys playing in Napa or more guys playing at the BMW? You know, I, you, you definitely have to question that. And I know what was it? Wyndham Clark said, um, you know, we're, we're going to be really rested. They may be tired. Now that doesn't really looks so quite as good does it yeah i mean it's because i just don't know it's like you can have as much rest as you want you guys are gonna play like you did today i don't know i don't know where you're gonna yeah. go um so look that's it for our, our day one journal at the Ryder cup i'm gonna leave you with a quick one um nobody cares but the boys are in the hope valley men's league championship nobody cares at least but, the american at least we did have a, an american <laughs> win a match today so good for you big match play win <laughs> Big match play over the boys. Uh, well, we'll be back here with a day two journal that, listen, you, you're impartial, you're a broadcaster, but, you know, maybe hopefully a little bit more competitive, both for the broadcast and for for the people out there that are yeah, rooting well, for TV. The USA. afternoon was fun, man. Like, it was yeah. the most electric thing I've ever been a part of. I mean, I got goosebumps the entire day oh. just with the crowd. It just, there's no event like it. And if you've never been to a Ryder Cup before, like, I, that today was my first day, and I've never stepped foot on any Ryder Cup ever, just watching on TV. And it is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And and I love golf. And I just never thought golf could be as cool as it was today. So 
uh, props to the crowds in Rome and really excited for tomorrow. You had an instant classic. So we'll be back. Check back here with us tomorrow for day two of our Ryder Cup journal. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. The Smiley Show is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast.